Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Rambam Bar Ram Goldhai and Tirum Zechus Yevamos Daf Nintal, the sixth parak Habal Yabimto. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, Rav Yudah said Yashen will come to be Yabimto. If the Yavam had relations while he was sleeping, he's not Kona's Yavama as his wife. For the pasuk states Yavama Yabo Alei, her Yavam shall come upon her, which implies. Until he has kavana for the sake of having relations with her. When the Lord brings conflicting brises that teach that Yibam takes effect whether the Yavam or Yavam were awake or asleep, it answers that the brises were dealing with one who is only dozing. A Rehuda was referring to someone fully asleep. Ravashi defines dozing as He's asleep, but not fully asleep. He's awake, but not fully awake. So that if people call him, he responds, but he's not awake enough that he could give a response that requires a svor, a reasoning. But reminded of something, he remembers. Pointing to the Mishnah, said, Echad Ma'ara, whether one only begins the act of relations, the Yibam is vowed. Ula said, Minatora. Where is it known that the beginning of relations is forbidden in the Torah? But the Pasuk states, A man who lies with a woman in her affliction, referring to Anita, and has uncovered her nakedness, he has made naked her source. The term Ha'ara, made naked, refers to the beginning of relations. The Gore then goes to an extensive search to learn how we know that Ara applies to all Arias and not just to Anita, and finally concludes that it's one from the past that comes from the listing of all the Arias. For if anyone commits any of these abominations, the persons doing so will be cut off from among the people. Since this passage refers to all the Arias and the Nita, the Torah is making a hekish between them to teach that just as Anita is forbidden with Ara, so too all the Arias are forbidden with Ara. And pointing with you, the Gore inquires why the Pasuk of Eshes Ach mentions Anita and answers that it was needed for what Rav Huna had asked. Where is there a remez in the Torah to the law that a Yavama is forbidden to marry her brother-in-law even during her husband's lifetime after he divorced her? When the Gemara says that it is a Sephora and does not require remez, for if the Torah had only permitted a Yavama to marry her brother-in-law after her husband's death, then it follows that during his lifetime, even if they're divorced, that she's forbidden. It rejects this logic, for perhaps the Torah means that after the husband's death, it's a mitzvah for the Yavim to marry her. But during his lifetime, the Yavim has rishus to marry her. Alternatively, perhaps he may marry her after husband's death, but not during his lifetime. And since the rule is, a negative mitzvah that is derived from a positive mitzvah, which in this case refers to doing Yibum, only as the force of an ase, we would not know that an Eshaz Ach is an Isakaris. Therefore, the Pasuk teaches that an Eshaz Ach is like a Nida. Just as Anita is permitted at a later time, yet is subject to curse at the time of Isser, so to our brother's wife, even though she's permitted at a later time, if her husband dies childless, she is nevertheless subject to an Isser curse during her husband's lifetime. So once again, the three points are number one. Rebuta said, Yashin will come to be Yabimto. If the Yavim had relations while he was sleeping, he is not counting his Yavame as his wife. But the Pasuk states, Yavama Yavo Haleh, her Yavam, shall come upon her, which implies, until he has Kavana for the sake of having relations with her. When the Lord brings conflicting Bryces that teach that Yibam takes effect whether the Yavam or Yavam were awake or asleep, it answers that the Bryces were dealing with one who is only dozing, and Rehuda was referring to someone fully asleep. Ravashi defines dozing as, he's asleep, but not fully asleep, he's awake, but not fully awake. So that if people call him, he responds, but he's not awake enough that he could give a response that requires a svor, a reasoning. But reminded of something, he remembers. Pointing to the Mishnah, said, Echad Ma'ara, whether one only begins the act of relations, the Yibam is vowed, Ula said, Where is it known 
that the beginning of relations is forbidden in the Torah, but the Pasuk states, A man who lies with a woman in her affliction, referring to Anita, and has uncovered her nakedness, he has made naked her source. The term hara, made naked, refers to the beginning of relations. The Gemara then goes to an extensive search to learn how we know that Ara applies to all Arias and not just to Anita, and finally concludes that it's learned from the Pasuk that comes from the listing of all the Arias. For if anyone commits any of these abominations, the persons doing so will be cut off from among the people. Since this positive refers to all the Arias and the Nita, the Torah is making a hekish between them to teach that just as a Nita is forbidden with Ara, so too all the Arias forbidden with Ahara. And pointing with you, the Gemara inquires why the Pasuk of Eshes Ach mentions a Nita and answers that it was needed for what Rav Huna had asked. Where is there a remez in the Torah to the law that a Yavama is forbidden to marry her brother-in-law even during her husband's lifetime after he divorced her? When the Gemara says that it is a Sephora and does not require a remez, for if the Torah had only permitted a Yavama to marry her brother-in-law after her husband's death, then it follows that during his lifetime, even if they're divorced, that she's forbidden. It rejects this logic, for perhaps the Torah means that after the husband's death, it's a mitzvah for the Yavam to marry her. But during his lifetime, the Yavam has rishus to marry her. Alternatively, perhaps he may marry her after Azma's death, but not during his lifetime. And since the rule is a negative mitzvah that is derived from a positive mitzvah, which in this case refers to doing yibum, only as the force of an ase, we would not know that an eshaz ach is an isakaris. Therefore, the Pasuk teaches that an eshaz ach is like a nida. Just as Anita is permitted at a later time, yet a subject to curse at the time of Isser, so to our brother's wife, even though she's permitted at a later time, if her husband dies childless, she is nevertheless subject to an Issacharis during her husband's lifetime. Alright, so now we go to Simon Daf Nundalad, and our standard Simon is noodle, and we often use a pasta chef in the Simon's ear goes. The dozing pasta chef Yabam, who was able to remember that the box of noodles was in the cupboard, and answer affirmatively that the source for Haran, the Torah, is based on a hekash of the Arayos to Anida, was totally incapable of explaining that Nida and the Pasuk of Eshazach teaches that an Eshazach is an Issacharis during the lifetime of the husband. Once again, it's emotion. The dozing pasta chef, Yavam, who was able to remember that the box of noodles, noodles, pasta chef, that must be more enough, Nindalit. The dozing pasta chef, Yavam, who was able to remember that the box of noodles was in the cupboard, which reminds us of Yudah said, Yashin will kind of a Yavimto. If the Yavam had relations while he was sleeping, he's not known as Yavam as his wife. But the Pasuk states, Yavama Yavo Aleha, her Yavam shall come upon her, which implies that the Mechavan Bia, until he is Kavana for the sake of having relations with her. The Gemara clarifies that if he were dozing, he is Kon his Yavama. Ravashi defines dozing as he's asleep, but not fully asleep, he's awake, but not fully awake. So that the people call him, he responds, but he's not awake enough that he could give a response that requires Svora. But when reminded of something, he remembers. So the dozing Pasuk Shev Yavam, who was able to remember that the box of noodles was in the cupboard, and answer affirmatively that the sources of Hara in the Torah is based on a hekash of the Arayos to Anida, was totally incapable of explaining that Nida in the Patsak of Eshazach teaches that an Eshazach is an Issacharis during the lifetime of the husband. Which reminds us that Nida mentioned the Patsak of Eshazach teaches that an Eshazach is an Issacharis during a husband's lifetime after divorce, just as Anita is permitted at a later time, yet is subject to Karis at the time of Isser. So to a brother's wife, even though she's permitted at a later time, if her husband dies childless, she is nevertheless subject to an Issacharis during a husband's lifetime. So once again, 
The dozing pastor chef, Yavam, who was able to remember that the box of noodles was in the cupboard and answer affirmatively that the source of Hara in the Torah is based on a hekash of the Arias to Anida, was totally incapable of explaining the need in the Pasuk of Eshazach teaches that Eshazach is an Issacharis during the lifetime of the husband. All right, now it's time for Forbola Bat Chazara. Daf Nun. So the Simmer Daf Nun is a nincompoop. So here goes. The nincompoop, nincompoop. That must be more in Daf Nun. The nincompoop who want to add years onto his life, which reminds us the third contradiction that Menashe brought against Yeshai addressed the question of whether Kosh Baruch will add years onto a person's life. Moshe Rabbeinu had said regarding the brachas that Kosh Baruch will bestow upon the Jewish people as mispar yamechi amaleh, the number of your days I shall fill out, which implies that Hashem will not add years onto one's life, he'll just fill them out. But Yeshai had said to Menashe's father, Hashem said, I will add 15 years to your life. Digmar brings a bright said that the correct resolution to this contradiction is a Malchogas Tanaim. So the nincompoop who want to add years onto his life by doing what he thought was a hither mitzvah of giving a get after a get, which reminds us, the opening mission, the fifth parak states from the Gamliel says, in get acher get, vein maimer acher maimer. There's no validity to a get after a get, nor to a maimer after a maimer, but the Chamim hold that there is a get after a get, and maimer after a maimer. Rashi explains where Gamliel has a suffolk, whether a get given by Yovam is effective in rejecting the Yavama from Yibum. If the first get is affected, then it's Paka the Zika from all the Yavamas and all the brothers like Chalitza, and the second get is regarded as having been given to a stranger. If it's not affected, then neither the get given to the first or second Yavama has any validity, and therefore the giver of the second get is permitted to marry her relatives. According to the Chami, the get is partially vowed in the Rabban, but does not uproot the Zika completely. It's effective to preclude the Yavam from doing Yibam with the first Yavama, but he must still do Chalitza, since there is some Zika still extant, a get given to the second Yavama is also valid and prohibits Yava from marrying her relatives. So the nincompoop wanted to add years onto his life by doing what he thought was a hither mitzvah of giving a get after a get, often confused giving a get and doing chalitza, since they both release a woman. Which reminds us, the more explains the reason according to the Rabban, a get given to one Yavama is effective is because in general, a get is effective for divorce. And if you would say that it has no effect when given to a Yabama and doesn't disqualify from Yibum, people will say, get lahotzia v'chalitza lahotzia. A get releases a woman and a chalitza releases a woman. And since a get given to a Yabama has no effect in prohibiting Yibum, so to chalitza has no effect in prohibiting Yibum. People won't realize that in the case of a chalitza, she's prohibited to the Yavam because of the Isser, kevin shulabana shuv yivne. Once he did not build, he shall never again build. Dafnunov, so the Simmer Dafnunov is a gnawing beaver. A gnawing beaver. So here goes. When the Yavim was crossing a beaver dam, beaver dam, that must be run Daf Nun Aleph. Beaver, based on gnawing beaver. When the Yavim was crossing a beaver dam, where Mimer was effective on one side and again on the other, which reminds us, Abai challenges Rubber's reason for Mangamil's position of Ein Gedachaget, Ein Mimerachamimer. He holds that it is Pashat from Mangamil, that a get is Dochay Yavim to some extent. And the mimer is kona yavama to some extent, but a get after a mimer or a mimer after a get is effective. Rashi explains that when mimer is performed first, the yavama is partially married to the yavam, leaving the zika partially intact. Therefore, a get given second has some effect. When a get is given first, it affects a partial rejection, leaving the zika partially intact for a subsequent mimer to take effect. So, when the yavam who is crossing a beaver dam where mimer was effective on one side and a get on the other. Overheard his brothers insist they each had a right to do mimer and give a get, which reminds us, Abai said that the reason the Rabban hold 
that yesh get acher get, but yesh maimer acher maimer, is that the rabban enacted a get and maimer with each and every yavama. Rashi explains that one cannot say that the first get affects rejection to the full extent possible for all the widows from all the brothers. Rather, it only affects rejection of the widow who received from the yavam that gave it. It still leaves open the possibility of this yavam giving a get to another yavama, or for the other brothers to give a get even to this yavama. The same applies regarding Mimer. So, when the Yavim was crossing a beaver dam where Mimer was effective on one side and a get on the other, overheard his brothers insist they each had a right to do Mimer and give a get. He sent a beaver with a message to tell a brother did Mimer with two Yavamas that he better do Chalitza with the first, lest he do Yibum with the second. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Brights that one did Mimer with one Yavama and did Mimer with another one. Ram Gamliel says that he gives a get to the first Yavama and does Chalitza with her and is forbidden to her relatives, but is permitted to the relatives of the second one. The reason why Rabbi Gamliel requires the first one to receive a chalitza, even though the second mimer is not effective, and seemingly he should be able to do yibum with the first one, is that it's a gazer lest he come to perform yibum with the second one instead. Since the first one is considered his wife, mid the Rabbanan, he will be transgressing on a rabbinic level the Isra building two houses. Dafnun base. So the similar Dafnun base is a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. When the newbie to Yiddishkeit, newbie to Yiddishkeit, that must mean we're on Duff, Nun Beis. When the newbie to Yiddishkeit witnessed the Yavim getting whipped for not doing Mimer before Yibum, which reminds us, a Yavim gets Makas Mardus if he had relations with the Yavama without doing Mimer first, and that Rav would give Makas Mardus to one who's Makadish Bebiya, one who's Makadish a woman through relations, Manda Makadish Beshukka, one who's Makadish a woman in the marketplace, which Rush explains means even if he does with money, or a star, since this is lowly and licentious, and one who is Makadish a woman without a prior agreement to enter into marriage, which is permissive behavior. So, when the newbie to Yiddishkeit witnessed the Yavim getting whipped for not doing Mimer before Yibum, while Basin showed the Yavim an example of the star Ksuba Yavamin that he should have written, which reminds us we learned how Mimer is done with Kesev or Shava Kesev and what the text is for star Ksuba's Yavamin. So when the newbie to Yiddishkeit witnessed the Yavim getting whipped for not doing Mimer before Yibum, while Basin showed the Yavim an example of the Shtar Ksuba Yavamim that he should have written, he was relieved to learn that for being Makadashi Yavama that he'd already done a Chalitza with, he would only have to give her a get. Which reminds us, we have Malkokas in a case of a Cholitza Bimto regarding one who does Chalitza to his Yavama and then returns it. And it's Makadashi. Revi says, Im Kitshloshum Ishus, if he was Makadashi for marriage in general, she needs a get from him. But Loshum Yavmas, if he did it for the sake of a Yibam related marriage, she does not require a get. But the Chamu say that in both cases she requires a get. The Gemara brings a bias explanation of the Malkokas. Dafnun Gimel, so the similar Dafnun Gimel is a Nigerian prince. The flamboyant Yavim who got dressed in the robes of a Nigerian prince. Nigerian prince? That must be wrong, Duff. Nun Gimel. The flamboyant Yavim who got dressed in the robes of a Nigerian prince when he returned to the Makadish Chalutza was Zika's Yavamin. Which reminds us, Rav gives a different explanation for the Malchogs being Rebbe the Chalami regarding Hakolotza Vimto Vachaz Vikitsha, one who does Chalitza to his Yavama and then returns and is Makadisher, saying that everyone agrees that if he was Makadisher with Maimra of Yavamin, it's effective. They disagree if they said he's Kajli Bezika's Yavamin. You're Makadish to me with the Zika of Yavamin. Rebbe holds Yesh Zika that there is a strong Zika bond between the Yavam and the Yavama and one once Chalitza is done, it's Paka the Zika, so that being Makadisha with Zika's Yavamin is no longer effective. But the Rabbanon hold Ein Zika. There is no significant Zika bond. Therefore, just as if he had told it before Chalitza that he was Makadisha with Zika's Yavamin, it would be effective, even though mentioning Zika is irrelevant, so too after Chalitza, it's effective. It's as if he was saying he was Makadisha with a mimer. So, 
The flamboyant Yavam who got dressed in the robes of a Nigerian prince when he returned to be Makadish his Chalutza was Zika's Yavami, which he had purchased with the money she gave him to fulfill the Tanai in the Chalitza. Which reminds us, Ravashi provides a fourth explanation of the Makhloka saying, They disagree whether one can make a Tanai regarding Chalitza. Rashi brings the example of one who said he did the Chalitza on condition that the Yavam would give him to an Azuz later. According to Rebbe, ain't Tanai Chalitza. One cannot make a Tanai with the Chalitza, and if she does not give him the money, the Chalitza is still effective and is Pak of the Zika. Therefore, if he's Makadosh with the Zika of Yavamim, the condition is not effective. The Rabban hold Yesh Tanai Chalitza. One can make a Tanai with a Chalitza, and if she does not give him the money, the Chalitza does not work, and there's still a Zika. Therefore, he can be Makadosh with the Zika of Yavamim. So, the flamboyant Yavam who got dressed in the robes of a Nigerian prince when he returned to be Makadosh was Zika's Yavamin, which he had purchased with the money she gave him to fulfill the Tanai in the Chalitza, wondered if he should have just done Yibum instead, which can even be done without any Kavana. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the sixth barrack states, Habal Yabim to one who has relations with his Yavama. Bemba Shogeg, Bemba Mezi, Bemba Onis, Bemba Ratzon Alfiel, Hushogeg, Behi Mazida, and so on. Kanaval Achilok, Bemba Labia. He has acquired the Yavama as his wife. And the Torah does not distinguish between one form of intimacy and another form of intimacy. And the law is the same for one who has relations with any of the rights of the Torah or those disqualified for marriage, such as an Almana to a Kohen Gadol. Alright, so that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.